Welcome, everyone. I am thrilled to be joined today by Maddie Lindberg, because on this podcast, we won't only be talking about financial crime cases, the jobs of professionals, and so forth. We're also going to look a little bit more personalized and consider how you can actually keep sane while working day to day with not only a small space, but also with your loved ones. Thank you so much, Amanda. It's a pleasure to be part of this podcast. And and a huge privilege to introduce a good friend of mine, but also a very professional person. Introducing Tina Serkis. How how are you doing? Thank you, Marie. Thank you so much for for having me on this podcast. I'm good. Sun is shining here in Stockholm in these weird times. So, Tina, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living, and in what jurisdictions you're based? Of course, I am working within the HR area. And I've been global HR director for some tech companies, chief people officer for some tech companies. And now I am a freelancing people person, as I call it. I'm based in in Stockholm, Sweden, but I'm working internationally. We haven't seen this kind of situation before, not the severity of what we see today. So, yes, all the HR people around companies and around the world is working really, really hard on trying to figure out how to move forward in this situation. Yes. Yes, it is definitely a unique situation. And I think that also leads us into a little bit of our next question, because health authorities around the the globe are now stating, if you are able to be working from home, please make sure that you work from home and keep yourself isolated or quarantined. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people suffering from a real fever, but there is a lot of other people also suffering from cabin fever. Tina, you being a people person, what would you say about the current situation has affected you and your peers? So if we just look at the corona situation, uh, it's of course important that all of us HR people, we are there for our employees, answering questions, of course, setting a plan together with the management team on what what we're going to do and follow the government and the experts' advice on how to uh, what, what to do in this situation and, and do that on a daily basis. Of course, it's going to be a lot of changing advice as well as the different phases are moving on. And uh, for me, it's, uh, and, and our team I'm working at the moment is, of course, being there for the people, the worry. Um, people might lose their jobs due to the fact that the business is impacted together with the rest of the management team. Uh, also trying to figure out legislation in this time, to figure out packages, to figure out how are we going to pay people in the future and so on. So it's it's a lot of, of stuff in that sense. And coming back to being then isolated or quarantined and working from home, thank goodness, internet, Wi-Fi and a lot of good technology tools are there for us to use in, in this type of crisis and also how to maintain a sort of like a social a social distance, but also social social presence, I would say, with you and the team that you're working with. Of course, it's a changing situation. Of course, we do have the technology. Uh, look back 10 years ago, we wouldn't be able to have this kind of isolation uh, with the same uh, amount of social interaction that we actually do have. So 
thankful uh, in, in this mess that we do have the technology like uh, Zoom, like WebEx, uh, like Hangout, like Teams and so on. So we have this, 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 the technology. But I also think that staying at home and working, you have to put some kind of routine. Start your day as if you were going to the office. Do your morning routine. For me, it's breakfast as usual in front of the news. Uh, it's hair and makeup, dress. Don't, don't shove around in your PJs uh, all day. Uh, start your day with checking in with your team. Say good morning as if you were going to the office, but say it in Teams or Slack or Hangout, whichever you choose. But do say good morning to your team. If you're a leader, check in with your team, team members, perhaps individually, just to check in, not to to control, but to check in and say hi, how are you doing? What what's on your uh, what's on your mind at the uh, at the moment? What you're going to do during the day? If you have daily standards, make them digital as well. Don't don't quit having the meetings. If you have meeting with vendors or partners or uh, customers. Make them digital. Don't just quit your social interacting or your meetings. Don't push it forward. You can actually meet uh, digitally, definitely. I realized for myself that kind of private stuff, you know, ordering food or, or you know, calling mom and so on, it, it intertwined with my work. So I found the Pomodoro technique very helpful. Pomodoro technique is basically... Put the watch on 25 minutes, work focused on that, close down your email or phone, etc. not to be disturbed, but basically just focus on that for 25 minutes. And then you have a short break where you can go make yourself a cup of tea, stretch your legs or so, and then you continue uh, with the 25 minutes of focus work. That helped me. As I said, keep meetings, make them digital if possible. Um, be there for the staff. Make sure that you're visible. Check in with people if it's in, in Slack or in Teams or in any other channels that you're, you know, show that you're there. Uh, ask people if, if they do have anything they, they need to, to check in with or if there's any worries that you, if you want to set up a phone call or a, or a digital meeting. After work, before you leave work, so to say, Check out uh, with your colleagues. Say, all right, hey, I'm leaving for the day. See you tomorrow. I hope you have a nice evening, as you would if you were leaving the office. Also, close down your computer, because otherwise you will sit there at 8 p.m. and just, like, shove away on your emails. And I think it's important to actually create routines for your at home as well. And after work, perhaps you change into your relaxed clothes, you're, you're doing the, the regular stuff with you, cook your meals, hang with your family, and so on. I'm sure you've seen over the years how things people write in emails are often misunderstood and can lead to very uh, time-consuming HR exercises uh, of trying to clarify what ends up being a dispute or a disagreement, particularly by a supervisor communicating with one of their team members. So people are really stressed right now. They're worried about their jobs, but they're also worried about their deliverables. So I can see there's a real risk here, particularly for compliance folks, of running into that temptation. Of, of perhaps communicating in a way that's not, not so great. So what's some tips you can actually give folks who are supervising team members they otherwise can't see? Thank you for that question, Sam. Yes, it is very easy to misinterpret black and white uh, text in an email. I would actually take the easy, easy advice to say, all right, 
have a meeting instead digitally, not uh, just sending emails out, but basically have a stand up or a you know ten minutes update on stuff. Call in, make sure it's a video meeting so that you can actually see people and that people are using their videos, uh, and that you ask everyone to actually participate and to say something in the meeting so that everyone, you get the message through like that. I understand that it would be better to maybe meet in person and so on, but these times uh, you have to have radical measures and I would say video meetings. I think that also when it comes down to, to this, uh, as we know that the Public Health Agency of Sweden has asked everybody that is possible to be working from home. Knowing from experience, that, that means that you might be several adults sharing one space and Sam, How are you coping with that? Well, you can't really see where I am at the moment, but it is a very small uh, little house in the UK with an even smaller little office that I share with my husband. Uh, We are back to back, so we can't see each other's screens, but we spend a lot of time on the phone. So there is a lot of going up the stairs, down the stairs, allowing each other to have confidential calls uh, without parties uh, hearing what we're talking about. But yeah, there definitely needs to be some ground rules because there's always the risk that suddenly you notice how each other chews your food. Uh, that your your partner breathes too much through their mouth, that uh, they're really bad at clicking their pen or shaking their leg. Just saying, not saying it's happening here, but it definitely requires a few walks in the backyard uh, and refocusing. I think that also is, 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 is a challenge in, 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 in this. But then again, coming back to what you said, Tina, maintaining that that. Uh, high level of professionalism that you do at the office so that you you greet and, and you treat the people around you as you were the people in your office, keeping that respectful distance, but also keeping the social, uh, because that's that may be the only social contact we now have. It's with the spouses or your partners or your loved ones or your child or your children. Hey, Marie, throwing back to you then, you've worked independently now for a few years, and I think there's a lot of people working in financial crime prevention who who do just that. You know, what what are you still doing to to keep yourself relevant and around and, and not increasingly feel anxious as if not being able to move around every day equals becoming, you know, irrelevant? Oh, that's a very good question. It's all about all about keeping and maintaining your your network at this moment. I do try to reach out as possible as much as possible by either you know sending a quick invite to have a little coffee with somebody uh, using the technology in the in this case as well. I am fortunate uh, enough now to have a few contacts where I am able to do work for for them. But you know, maintaining my social distance and, and do work from home, which is I'm um, very lucky to have. But then again, it's all about maintaining that that the, the network, taking the opportunity for that a little bit of a forced downtime to to stay alert, to stay updated on all the current situation. And there is a lot of material to be read while while working in this field. One last question from me, Tina. There will be performance evaluations that are scheduled to take place, and that'll determine whether or not people receive pay rises or even promotions. What sort of things should both managers and employees be thinking about when they're considering this particular period of time of work? It is a very specific time we're living at the moment, and I don't have any like huge uh, advice on it. As you would in regular times, 
follow up on your own progress as an employee. Look at what you think you did well. Look at what you think you should have improved on. And as a manager, follow up on this. Don't throw all the processes or routines out the door, but basically try to to use the technology you have uh, at your hand to uh, connect with your employee, uh, make sure to look into what you think the person did well and not. I also think the employee and the leader, of course, have own responsibility to try to figure out how to make things work at the moment. But don't just throw out routines as uh, as they are at the moment. I also think as an employee, don't be unrealistic in your expectations on salary raise and so on. It's tough times and, and of course, hopefully you will get some sort of raise, but don't be unrealistic either. And of course, as a leader, don't be unrealistic on what you can make happen working from home. You know, try to keep the business as usual as much as possible. Thank you so much, Tina. Those are excellent advices. And plus, the word of advice or tips you would like to share with us? Yes, while working from home, one of the big important things, I've said it before, don't throw out the routine out the door. That goes for also social uh, interactions with your friends and families in the evenings. Uh, Even if you can't meet up, perhaps you can have a FaceTime call with your mom or dad, aunt, dad. Um, Also, your workout routine, moving around. You can't just sit in a non-office chair at home and expect you to to stay healthy uh, physically. So move around. Go out for a walk in the sunshine. You know, you have to move around. So you, you don't don't uh, quit exercising just because you're working from home. That is excellent tip, uh, tips indeed. And there's a lot of things you can do while maintaining social distance as well while walking around outside. So I think that's really, really good advice. Well, Tina, it's always a pleasure to chat with you and to get your insights and intel. Sam, any last questions from you? Tina, you mentioned that you've done a fair bit of work on the HR and recruitment side for fintechs, and a number of those businesses have staff who've been working remotely for some period of time. But for other financial institutions, their compliance staff have not worked remotely like this before. But, you know, before, it's an interesting cycle that you've seen with fintechs, and there's tactics to kind of be careful not to run into the danger of being online all the time. Yes, certainly. Um, I mean, watching Netflix is, is a nice distraction from, you know, work. So don't quit it completely. But perhaps don't fill your evenings just with Netflix or your breaks. You can do something else. You can, for example, read up on um, HBR, Harvard Business Review, or any other area of interest. You could also take take a look at the MOOCs, uh, the Massive Open Online Courses. There is loads of digital courses that you can actually uh, use to to learn something new and keep up uh, updated on your area of expertise. So I think that is important. I also think the companies that are doing physical events. A lot of them are now turning into digital events. So make sure that you actually stay up to date with taking part in these digital events. So don't just Netflix. Go on to digital events. Uh, use the Internet as a, as a learning tool. For example, the MOOCs, Massive Open Online Courses. And uh, read up uh, on areas that you're interested in to, to not just become a vegetable watching Netflix. 
Tina, those are excellent ideas. I think that, you know, staying on top of current events, uh, using the time to enhance yourself and your skills is absolutely brilliant. Perhaps Sam, we should be able to present a case study or two. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. And as we know, it takes an awful long time to put together all the pieces of otherwise complex cases. So what we're going to try and do with this podcast is give you some great little snippets and some summaries, starting with the Swedbank case. Well, if that wasn't a cliffhanger for you to tuning in to the next podcast, I don't know what. And that's it for today's podcast. If you have ideas or topics you'd like covered, or even if you'd like to take part, feel free to reach out over LinkedIn. And everyone stay safe.